Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', Fanny people? Welcome to a jubilant episode of Crunch Wears No Pants. There's no time for silly nicknames because I didn't think of them. That's Nate, that's Brandon, I'm Jordan, and we are the bosses of the Hoops Department of Pull Tap Sports. Make it your homepage. We are doused in Duke Cannon grooming products and hair care products, and we we're wearing Unreal, and we are rocking lamb chops, and oh, boys, there's our, we recorded eight days ago, and we were kind of like, what's going to happen? And now everything has changed. Holy shit, guys. The wolves? The wolves. They're, they're, uh, they, they appear to be back. They appear to be. In, I, don't I don't think. I don't think they're back. I think they've reached new levels they've that never. Left. I don't think they've. I don't think levels have ever been achieved like this before. Brandon, your thoughts? Well, well, I mean, we'll talk about it during the vibes and and during Brandon the Believer. But <laughs> I, I agree. This feels a lot more real than it's felt in a long time. I, dude, the energy last night at the Classic Edition debut was nuts. I want to shout out the Timberwolves staff because so it was the first time I brought Lily to the game. Um, my wife brought Lily to my daughter to uh, the home opener, so I didn't see it. But like the energy was just so freaking like warm. Everyone was like, you could tell everyone like went way back into their closets to grab like 90s gear. Everyone was just smiling. The staff was so nice to my daughter. So thank you uh, to Jeff Monique's army. Um, did you, you guys saw the intro video on Twitter? Yeah. The, yes. Okay. So when, when dude, I was talking to Allie about this, like everyone's like, it was kind of quiet. Cause everyone's mouth was just a gape because like they were just being transported back to like 1997, like with the music and the vibes and like the cool sitcom Wendell and Josh Minor are like messing with each other and ants and cat and Rudy, like making like, the French Prince of Bel Air like intro faces mm-hmm. like it felt like 1997 and everyone was just like this is so special like we were all getting transported back in time so no one was cheering but everyone knew it was dope did did that did you guys kind of get that vibe from the videos because that's what I was, it was like I was in, sucked in, in it was the longest minute long video I've ever seen <laughs> I got um, some videos to did, send you <laughs> seen a lot of one minute long videos uh, did you guys cry just be honest did you? I I definitely welled up a little bit just because like. Man, that like that logo is so iconic, and just seeing KG and like Isaiah Ryder and like the things that I remember when I was like five, when I was like cognizant enough to understand just a modicum of basketball, like it was really uh, transcendent. This is way too deep for like a really jubilant, happy podcast. But like, <laughs> that's the thing about sports, dude, is that like, yeah, we watch it to to win, and we're like kind of new to that, and we're kind of dealing with that on like live on this episode. But also, as a Wolves fan, as 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 a fan of a team that's like sucked for so long you kind of find your your solace in the community and like the friendships and like that's why wolf's twitter is just so strong it's like who cares if the national media says something mean about us like i think mean thoughts when i we, when i watch alexi shved shoot a ball 80 feet into the air and four four rows deep so like there's nothing you can say to me that's meaner than what i've actually witnessed so it's like it's like the community that we've like gathered together you know what i mean you know what i mean like, forged I'm in the fires of wolf's twitter yeah and- terrible this is the longest long jordan has ever may ever gone on the pod without trying to make a dick joke i'm because i am truly he did I say something truly, about sending me videos so yeah. it's adjacent yeah well let's go <laughs> got, it. Cowboy jack. got it okay well <laughs> cowboy, cowboy jack <laughs> that belief was brought to you that belief in this episode at large is brought to you by unreal the vikings are in i don't know if you heard thanks to josh jobs the pastronaut but when the vikings are looking for awesome stylish and modern collabs they look to minnesota's own unreal unrl.co go check out their clothing and get comfy and stylish simultaneously their crossover hoodie 
nuts. Do you want me to rant about the fabric again? I'm very emotional and talkative today. I will. It's great fabric. Um, if you like things, if you like to wear your clothes a little bit looser, like I do, go with size up. You will be looking fashionable and functional. Uh, the joggers, wowzer. You're gonna lounge around all day. Get the joggers. You're gonna go out and watch the game with your friends. Joggers. You're gonna you're gonna freaking go on a job interview for that sweet gig with cool perks and a really generous 401k match program, put on the joggers and let the hiring manager know that you're serious about your fashion and your body. Um, <laughs> use promo code poltap 15 to get 15% off your order at unrl.co. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. Gentlemen, since we last recorded, the Timberwolves have lost. or No, they haven't. They've won four. No, they have not. Games. They've lost zero games. They have won four straight games. They took down the Celtics. They took down the Nuggets. They took down took down Matt Ryan and the Pelicans. And people are saying we are the second best team in the West. So I posit the question, gentlemen, how are the vibes? Durf, start us off, please. And thank the you. The vibes are astronomical. Um, the they're actually unfounded. Not unfounded. That's not the right word. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. I knew there was an un out there somewhere. Uh, I haven't heard that word since the pandemic. The the, the vibes are unprecedented. <laughs> we are we know truly what unprecedented times. How many times did we hear that for two and a half years? <laughs> Guys, the wolves are good. We are living in truly <laughs> unprecedented times. Like the most unprecedented times in the last decade, right? I mean, um, actually, yeah, yeah, I mean, truly, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with my hands or my legs or my scared? heart or my my soul. Uh, I'm scared. I'm scared because <laughs> things are so good. Like the fact that Tibbs is jealous of us because of the incredible defense that he like our guys don't have to run down their meniscuses till they're like bone on bone rubbing against each other. Like we just have guys that can play defense and like get rest and we have guys on the bench that can come off. And it's super fun. I'm excited. It's great. Yes. I wonder what Tibbs thought when he saw number two in defensive net rating in the league, Carl Anthony Towns. I wonder if he like just passed out. <laughs> like what he knew. Fuck? That's that's why they were monitoring him. Oh, Brandon, how the vibes? Well, before I go into the vibes, I would just like to say, Jordan, that I'm I'm very proud of you for for letting Durf say bone on bone and not making any comments. I'm maturing, guys. <laughs> uh, the vibes. The vibes are sensational, immaculate, wonderful, marvelous, fabulous, incredible. Um, They will go into this more uh, in kind of our like Brandon the Believer segment, but they look like the real deal in in ways that I just think that you can believe in. Um. Anthony Edwards looks like an all NBA player. I mean, the ant efficiency police are going to be devastated to hear that ant is really good from the mid range this season and really good from three and really good at the rim and actually just really, really effing good all around. Um, Rudy Gobert looks incredible. He had like 17 and 23 or something in the game last night. 17 and 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Connolly hasn't committed a turnover since the literal first minute of the season. That's an insane. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a it's a 30 uh, ratio assist to turnover ratio right now. Crazy. It's it's, it's absurd. Nas Reed is incredible. And even Cat came around in the Pelicans game. So I I mean, like things are going really well. Uh, four games in a row. The national media is starting to pick up on it. They've got the best defense in the NBA by a pretty wide margin. And and like I said, we'll we'll go deeper into this, but 
as uh, the biggest skeptic coming into the season on the pod, I think that there, I think that there's reasons to believe in this and that this not just a blip or a flash in the pan. The seriousness in your eyes horrifies me, Brandon. I can't wait for uh, Brandon, the believer segment. Uh, my personal vibes are, I am, I can't freaking believe it. Like five straight home sellouts. That's crazy. First time in 32 years that's happened. Uh, the entire eight man rotation is in the top 20 of defensive rating. That's scary. Which, to, which to be I, fair, I, you, you don't really go there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's also, but again, cat number two, it counts. Uh, Rudy Gobert, speaking of, he started an Instagram broadcast channel. So I, I don't mean to brag guys, but I'm a member of the RG family, 27 uh, dragon emoji broadcast channel. Uh, so I'm a part of something bigger than myself now, which is really nice. Uh, the classic edition aesthetic, something as simple as like team branding. It looks so clean. And like I said, it was so much fun to see like everyone like went back in their closets to pull out like the dope as garment. Like target center yesterday was just a fashion show. But hoops adjacent, which was great. Uh, Lil Yachty is getting mic'd up and sitting courtside. Like, what's happening? I don't understand it. Uh, it's just uh, I'm I'm when I went into the 2003-2004 season. I, I was like, what ten? We were ten. I don't remember what it's yeah. like to have like the the realization that your basketball team is like phenomenal. Like I, I just thought that's how it was, or like this happened every like four or five years. Like, well, this is great. But now, like after like being in the mud and coming back out of it, I'm just like I can't process it. Just like again. I've made friends through here. Me and my wife watch every game and like, it's an important part of my life. And the fact that like, it's never been about a championship. It's been about camaraderie, but now that it could be about a championship, I don't know how to necessarily process it. Uh, so, so yeah, my vibes are just, I, I, I uncharted, unfounded, unprecedented. Um, should we go? Really what about the unprecedented time? Should we talk about like the basketball reference stats that are just insane? Brandon, do you have that tweet pulled up? That was like the Timberwolves have a 20% chance to, to be the next oh win, yeah to win the finals there's a 20 percent chance well, to win the finals i mean we could we could talk about that a little bit <laughs> i i want to be really positive on this podcast but those stats well, that's were like stupid a little it's, insane it's, it's not even that they're accurate it's that they exist like that's the part that we're like yeah what but also it's also that they're they're just kind of dumb like we're seven games into the season. No team has a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. That's well, insanity. I can't wait to play back this clip at the end of the year when no, Brandon that, has that, to eat so crow. That's, no, that's not me saying that they're not going to make the playoffs. So I'm going to I'm going to be like relentlessly positive and they have a lot of statistically based things to support that. Nobody has a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs at this point in the season. It's just there's not enough games. And so I don't know enough about how like the basketball reference model works, but like I imagine the fact that they have like a historically outlierly good defense right now probably plays a huge factor. And I'm really bullish on their defense, but they're not going to hold two out of every three opponents under a hundred this season. Because, you don't know that yet. No, because yeah. they would be the greatest bass, the greatest defense ever by like by like 50 percent like the, it would the, be insane the best I, the best thing about statistics are is it, it either happens or it doesn't so there's at the end of the time it's a zero percent or a hundred percent so there's no way to prove that it was actually accurate at 99 percent. yeah so but what, the what fact stats that you have brandon or sorry go on do your thing well but i mean the fact i just think that the fact that those that the models like us that much is a big deal so like i said we can call into question the extremeness of how much they like us like we have a they 
gave us a 20% chance to win the finals. Like they maybe they win the finals. They I, if we I played love the it. season out Calm five down. times, they wouldn't win the finals one time for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a that's a weird stat. I mean, like, what 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 are the advanced defensive stats, Brandon? That that you're seeing? Because um, well, it passes the eye I, test, and there's a lot of like there's like a lot of there's a huge give a shit factor from everyone, even when like it breaks down, everyone's trying. So there's definitely a scheme hitting. But I want to know what you have like pen to paper in terms of like things we can point to besides the eye test. I mean, the fact that they just they have the best defensive rating in the NBA by by like a wide margin by by a wide margin. Their their defensive rating is like a hundred, and the next closest team is like one hundred three. So three points sound like it's, so. It doesn't it, sound like a, a huge margin. difference, but like like it's very rare for there to be a gap of three points between like two teams that are next to each other on any like rating stat like they have, that. They have six of the top eight defensive highest defensive rate or lowest, I guess you could say a defensive yeah. rate in the NBA. And that stuff is, I, once again, I don't want to like rate that stuff is largely just driven by the fact that those guys are all playing with Rudy Gobert. Who yeah, but they, he, has didn't been, that, he didn't have that in, in Utah, though. He didn't have this level. Of no, he I mean, he did. I mean, Utah was at, at his peak when he was winning defensive players of the year. Rudy Gobert was leading the league in defensive rating every year. And the guys but, who are playing the most with him are going to be have high defensive ratings, too. The thing that is valuable to look at when you're looking at like when you're trying to like individualize defensive rating is to look at defensive ratings of like full lineups or like two, three man pairings, things like that. And the fact that uh, something I find really interesting is that is that cat has been one of Rudy's best defensive partners this year, um, which is a super encouraging sign as well. What um, is your theory? I don't know if you guys that's happening. I mean, cat has had a rough, se- rough go of it offensively. And I'll, I'm going to get more into this in my Brandon, the believer stuff, but I mean, a big reason, like he's had a really rough go of it defensively, but we can give credit where credit's due. Cat's been really, really good on the defensive end of the ball this year. I mean, he's taken it really seriously and teams just have not been able to like spread the wolves out and and take advantage of like the slow footedness of Cat as much as I think the the skeptics would be, would, would believe that they've been able to do. I mean, his the Timberwolves being really big. And when Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert play together, they're really big has been an advantage. And it's been, they just eat up a lot of space on the court. He's been a much more effective rebounder as a power forward than I thought he was capable of being. I, so Which that's been great to see like rebounding cat back. And like, even when people drive on him, it's a damn shame. He gets like three offensive fouls a game. Yeah. Like he's, he's really, really like, he's like not doing it on the defensive that. end that much. So, and he's really, yeah, he's help. really cut down on the defensive fouls, like the offensive fouling. Like he, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of shit to figure out still. I mean, he's not like, he's not all the way back to, to what we kind of ex- have come to expect from cat. But the fact of the matter is on that side of the ball, he's been really good. And when, when their five guys are out there, when Mike Conley, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert are on the court, they are the best defense in the NBA by an absurd margin. And, and like that's oh, just sorry. a uh, that's just reason to believe in that. Even like even on the offensive side with all of his struggles, he's still 
dominates defense. Like the defense has to pay attention to him. I mean, like Drew Holiday was on him, and yeah, it's embarrassing that Drew Holiday shut him down. But like shit, that's Drew Holiday not on Anthony Edwards. Like yeah, exactly. So it's like yep. so yeah, the defensive player of the year is doing what he's supposed to do and shutting down a, a great offensive player, whatever. But like again, that opens up the offense. So it's like cats a decoy at, at certain times, and that's fine. And when he gets the looks, last night what was he four for five from three? That shot's coming back. Yeah, he came out hot. Yeah, the shot's coming back, and it's going to be scary. So I know I'm the cat defender, and I think Cat's a nice guy. And I don't know if you guys saw this. We wore the same jacket to the game yesterday, which is pretty cool. It's the pretty same nifty. one? Same, ex- well, it not was the, the same, exact. Yeah, they were it. both yeah. they were both wrapped together in the same jacket. I was jacket. Just on Cat's back. I was the six <laughs> three man. Charlie's like, dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, Cat. It uh, it does seem like uh, to your point, Beck. Uh, he does benefit from the rest of the team playing good defense. Like his defense, like. An individual defense is better when the rest of the team is playing better defense. But it also does seem like he's understood like, hey, if I come out cold, I also need to I need to get mine. Like I need to like step it up on defense because defense is effort. And we have seen a lack thereof in prior years. Yeah, we talked about this, yeah. what was that, like, our first episode of the season, just like the give a shit factor, like the Luca Garza like the Patrick yeah. Beverly effect, just like everyone like trying and running hard. And you see that in the team, like people are getting up and down the court. It's been great to see. It's fun to watch good fundamental basketball. It's why the Spurs were fun to watch in the mid two thousands, even though they were just doing, you know, Oh guys, it, the ball, the ball movement the last passes, night, dude. 21 assists in the first half. Oh, nice. It's good. Fundamental basketball is good. I, the ISO ball is ass, dude. I like watching the ball whip around and all of a sudden, Oh, there's a guy opening the corner, drain it. There goes Nas. There goes cat. Like that happened a couple times last night. Brandon, you're about to say something. Go on. Was I about to say something? It sounded like it, but I went on a big rant about how great the <laughs> it mid- sounds, Spurs it, it, it were. It sounds like Jordan fundamental it, basketball. It sounds like Jordan's kind of. I just said that they had on. 21 assists in the first half yesterday, and it was it was like art. It's great. It's great. I, I love. It's, it sounds like Jordan was bashing hero ball, and uh, I don't know if you heard, but Ant is a hero. So he can you, play here. I don't know ball, if you remember fine. the fourth. I don't know if you remember the overtime against Boston. Yeah, that was an bad. out of body experience. <laughs> when hero, sorry, when that hero ball ascended. works, I love it. When hero ball works, it's Anthony Edwards doing cool things it, and making cool faces. I love it. It was frustrating. It, it worked, but it was frustrating because he went hero ball late in the fourth and it did not work, which kind of led to overtime. But yeah, you, it yeah, that motivated I, him. That's what I said. I, tr- I, he's proven he's a hero. So I'll, I'll let him play hero ball. Yeah, for real. Um, let's get into Brandon the Believer. We've tar- we've teased it like seven times in like the ten minutes we've been recording. So we have a segment called Brandon the Believer, where he is going to just refute everything negative he said with new positive things he believes. Because you know what, a mark of intelligence is changing your opinion in the wake of new information. And you guys nod, but when I do it, I'm the worst person ever. But when Brandon does it, it's well, no, 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 it makes no. sense, and it's fine. <laughs> but whatever. When you do it, you say, I always knew this was the case. No one yeah. cares about the truth when the lies more. Usually, usually we hate it. We get mad when you do it because it's in wake of false information that you made up. Usually it's like, well, J-Mac's not going to make the team because of this, this, this. We're like, well, that's I was, true. I didn't think I was worried. I didn't think that was going to happen. I was worried it was going to no, happen. I actually, and- I do respect when you change your opinion based on new information, a.k.a. the Vikings being back in. Let me tell Josh Dobbs. Let me tell you about January 6th. Got it. This is right in line with the joke we can't make anymore. (laughs) We're very close. We're very close to the joke. Towing the line. So, speaking of people who believe in things strongly, Brandon, you believe strongly that the Timberwolves are good for various reasons you didn't think before. Give us the stats. Give us the juice. Give us the sauce. Um, yeah. So like you said, um, 
And like I said, uh, I was the biggest skeptic on this pod. And I think kind of like if we like I was a bigger skeptic than the majority, I think, on this team coming into the year. And my my basis for that through the offseason kind of was always the same thing. It was that there really didn't exist up before the season a lot of evidence that that what they were doing worked. The whole premise of everything was built around benefit of the doubt. So I had a few questions coming into the season based off of things I had seen as they were coming in to run it back that how were these issues that plagued them last season going to be fixed if it's just the same roster? Like I didn't think that I didn't think that these were issues that were just going to take care of themselves by simply trying harder or focusing on them. Um, I've been wrong in a couple instances. Uh, so my I have the four points that I kind of raised were I was concerned about transition defense. I was concerned about Rudy Gobert being a year older. I was concerned about defensive rebounding. And I was concerned with like the general maturity, like like take take game seriously factor. So the first one is is transition defense. Um, this one, to be completely fair, is probably still the biggest issue and and the the Achilles heel. I don't think this is something we've necessarily seen them like fully take care of. Um, and so teams, I mean, that's how they lost the, that's how they lost the Toronto game, right? Is, is teams can get out and run on them. And that's, that feels like that might just be kind of like a a feature, not a bug when you're playing with this many big guys, like Mm -hmm. there's going to be holes in the dam. And this seems like it's just one of the things that's going to be the hole in the dam but they might be strong enough in other areas to mitigate and like counterbalance it. Um, One way you can mitigate transition defense is just by making more shots. Um, I know that sounds really simple, but, but like teams are, are it's harder for teams to run when they're constantly taking the ball out of the basket. And so Toronto cooked them in transition, but they also, they weren't scoring. So the Toronto is cooking them. They're getting out and running after defensive rebounds but then the big thing, I, if you guys w- want to make some points on this, you can. Well, I was I was like, do you remember when D'Angelo Russell was our point guard? He'd make a layup, and then he still got beaten transition. <laughs> Just like, oh no, high fiving somebody. <laughs> yeah, I try not to remember anything about the D'Angelo Russell. What about era. what about the playing game? I think I okay. The playing game. Quick, the playing quick game segue. The quick segue. I think all um, of D'Angelo Russell's sins are forgiven just off the playing game, specifically the go-ahead pull-up three late in the fourth. I think that. No. I think that. Yes, for Durf, Do you know how me, sick that was? It was great. For me, it's for me. It's God blessed the broken road. The years of watching D'Angelo Russell play that led me straight to you. Mike Conley. Mike Conley. I love yeah, Mike it was, Conley. It was the way. It was the way. I um, love Mike Conley. I wanted Mike Conley for 12 years. Oh, hang on, Durf. Two things. D'Lo blocking Jimmy at the buzzer in the playing game is enough for us to be like, retire his jersey. And, and Jimmy hasn't played oh, us since. Stop it. I would retire D'Angelo Russell's jersey. I would, re- he, for those I would retire. I would retire his jersey just because I think zero is kind of a stupid looking number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you retired so no one else can use it. Um, I don't, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put any respect on icy white D Lo's name. Um, shout out because, um, icy white D Lo, isn't that his name or what is it? No, icy icy D Lo, icy, oh, icy white D Lo is just Austin Reeves. <laughs> That's a good joke. Thank nice. you. Um, props to Jordan here. Um, I'm I don't. Really I don't think okay. that doing one good thing out of a hundred bad things is like redemption. It was, 
two good things, and he made six threes in a row that one jazz game. That's three good things. And I think he's a positive community member. Number four, and he's an alpha five. You know what I have to say? (laughs) That's Jordan when we bring up (laughs) D'Lo. Derp just pulled up a Wolves Brazil video. (laughs) Also, how about Wolves Brazil having a... That's another part of the vibes. Sorry, we just derailed Brandon the Believer with my agenda of getting T'Angelo Russell's jersey retired. Uh, But congrats to Wolves Brazil, Panty Nation member. Whatever. Had a GQ article written about them. What in tarnation is going on, Brandon? What's <laughs> your number two reason for believing? Besides, um... well, but but the last thing I have one more thing about the transition defense. Um, yeah. and this is actually a big a, a big reason why this should be why this can be a smaller concern. Transition defense is generally speaking not a playoff issue. Like, come playoff time, the game slows down. It is much better to be a really good half court defense and a bad transition defense than the reverse or to have your strength be playing in transition. Teams just don't play in transition as much come playoff time. So when you talk about like, like the, the running theory on the go bear Timberwolves and just go bear teams in general has always been, Oh, they're great regular season teams, but they struggle in the playoffs. But that's actually like the way the defense is set up. That's actually not true. They are built to defend in the playoffs right now because they have an elite half court defense and elite wing defenders. And then Rudy Gobert is just making it impossible for people to score in the paint. So then what was the, what was the the Utah problem? The Utah problem was that they didn't have, they had terrible wing defenders. That was always the Utah problem was that they didn't, they didn't have good wing defenders around Rudy Gobert. The problem is they weren't Um, as good as we are. I mean, yeah, so it kind of looks that way right now. <laughs> um, so that leads good, well into the the next point. Um, this is the biggest reason that my outlook on the team has changed, and it's just Rudy Gobert. Um, Dude, I so love coming it. into the season, coming into the season, I was I was a huge Rudy Gobert skeptic because he was bad last year. I mean he he did some good things, but for the most part, he he was. He's clearly hurt, like hindered by the, we can talk about the Eurobasket stuff or whatever, but he was clearly not the player he is right now. Dane Moore's theory is that he wasn't comfortable with the guys. Some people say he was hurt, whatever. The fact of the matter is he was bad Future last season. Future guest on the pod, Dane Moore. There's Future guest on the Rudy pod, Gobert. Dane Moore. Yeah, Rudy Future and guest Dane together. <laughs> um, Wait, hang on. But you hear the story that like Britt fell over like the, the equipment manager's bag and Ann tried to catch him. They talked about yes, it. I did hear about this. <laughs> I need I need Dane to press Dane if you're listening. I need you to press more on Britt's stories because we, we need we need a all. video. We, we need Mike all. Conley we need dunk, yeah, Mike Conley's and dunk Britt and then tripping Britt and being caught by Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I love it. We're going to grill him on that. Like, hey, Dane, welcome to the show. Tell us everything about Ben <laughs> oh, yeah. Robson. And he's going to keep changing the subject. The and we're going to pull it right the back. The whole show is just grilling Dane on Brit. <laughs> Dane Moore tells all. <laughs> Dane Moore after dark. Okay. Um, okay. What were we talking back about? Back to Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Back to Rudy Gobert. So he was bad last year. And everyone had a lot of excuses for him. I kind of just assumed that since Rudy Gobert was a 31-year-old Big man, you look at the history of those guys, the Dwight Howards, the DeAndre Jordans of the world. Um, That is an age where guys like that, like guys that don't like stretch the floor typically, that's an age where they typically fall off. So I did 31 today. 
Happy birthday. I man. am. Yeah, and let me tell you, I am not built the way I used to. You can't stretch the floor anymore. <laughs> I've got Durf, you're 31. I've got too, a torn right? labrum yeah, in my hip. 31. I've got a partially cool. torn, I've got a partially torn MCL, my lower body shot. Um but you wouldn't have you, I, if you were seven feet tall, you would be a wreck in the but NBA. But if you put right? Beck in the in the in the wolves, if you lineup put me right in now, Lou Amundsen's body, let me tell you. <laughs> You'd be ugly as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay but rudy's legit all that stuff aside yeah, he's um he's been he's been phenomenal if he's not their if he's not their best player this season he's been their second best player um if the season ended today 10 percent of the way into it he would be the defensive player of the year i wouldn't even be a debate um and they've got the best defense in the nba and it's because of him and that like like full stop like jade mcdaniel's all NBA caliber defender. Carl Anthony Towns has been terrific on that end. Anthony Edwards, when it comes to nut crunching time, he's able to like dig down and take it seriously, but no, no mixing of words. They've got the best defense in the NBA because of Rudy Gobert. It looks and different than his been. prime. It looks different to me than prime Utah. Obviously I didn't watch much Utah sans the Ricky Rubio year where I watched a lot of Utah, but it looks like Rudy is running around more than he did in Utah, but maybe I'm just, Making but that up. might be that might be if that might be just because he's playing with better wing defenders. He's never yeah. played with a defender the caliber of Jaden McDaniels. So he was Joe excellent. Sure. He was excellent in Utah, but like he was excellent in a way that there was constantly guys just like running full speed at him. So like when he's confident that the rest of the guys are going to do their job and clean stuff up, he doesn't maybe he's free to like go out and like explore the space a little bit more. Like I've never seen him like run out and try and like block threes like that. Like he's obviously gotten, he got some in Utah, but he's really running out there yeah. like that. But again, I didn't watch a lot of Utah besides the Ricky Rubio year. Um, yeah. And I mean, he's just been, and then he's also just like, he's been phenomenal uh, rebounding the ball. Um, I thought this thought this was super interesting because I was looking up some I was looking up some Rudy Gobert stats just because he's been so good. Um, it feels like he's been super impactful offensively too, um, and I think he has. But his he's shooting the lowest percentage he shot since his second year in the NBA right now. I mean, like significantly lower than he shot last year or any of like his All Star years in Utah. He's shooting like fifty two percent from the field. Um, which I found super surprising, which also suggests to me that there's like some low hanging fruit for him to get even better offensively because like he's typically like a 60 to 65% shooter from the field. And he looks really comfortable on the yeah. offensive end right now. Are you, are you suggesting that you want to unlock Rudy Gobert the way Tim Connolly? I don't wanted? want them to, I don't want Rudy Gobert catching the ball with his back to the basket ever again, but I the, the stuff Rudy, they're doing right now is working. The Rudy turnaround is so devastating. It makes teams give up. Um, the Rudy Euro is his best <laughs> if, move in his bag. The turn and shoot. The turn if and Rudy, shoot. Horrible if form, Rudy hits a turnaround yeah. bank shot, you just you just win the game. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he tries it so much. It's a great, yeah, it's a great that thing. three ball. Durf, do you have um, any, what are your Rudy Gobert uh observations do you, do you notice anything different about his game or what do I mean you he see? just seems like a completely different player I don't I don't think he was I would say I would challenge and I know you're you're saying it because of comparison but I don't think he was bad last year I think he was 
I think he had areas by his standards. Was, yeah, by his standards yeah. for sure. Um, he was he, he was, was not good. worth five first round picks last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. He was he was a good NBA basketball player last year. He is an exceptional basketball player this year, and and he's elevating the rest of the team, which is kind of what we expected when we were trading for Rudy Gobert. Um, but yeah, I think, I think having a full year in the system, getting comfortable around the guys, like it's, it's done wonders for like his confidence. Um, he just, it, it's, it's, he doesn't look like the same player as last year. He's, he's not getting cyber bullied, which is, he's huge. not getting cyber bullied. He's not because he's because we like him now. Yeah. But he, I mean, yeah, part of that is confidence. Part of it's that the fans have embraced him, but he's like, he's it's not because he started head. that broadcast channel. Sorry. <laughs> Keep <Nah>. going. To... <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not in his head. He's not um, telling the fans not to boo because they aren't booing because we <laughs> aren't losing. But um, yeah, it's just insane. It's it's good basketball. It's cohesive basketball. It's complimentary basketball. Um, and I really enjoy watching Rudy Gobert on my basketball team, which is not something I would have thought I would I ever say. never thought I'd, I'd, I'd feel that way either. Um, I was always in on Rudy Gobert. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, <laughs> of course you were. Famously. You're the first one in. <laughs> Check the fourth episode of Crutchworth's No Fans History where Rudy Gobert's going to go archive him. Alex Rodriguez, Mark Laurie, Tim Connolly, and Rudy Gobert sentenced to death. It's gonna, not it's gonna, exactly what I said. Jordan's um, going to go edit the audio files and cut over himself be like oh, i always said re- that he was great post it yeah so that would be a the great point. bit if you just <laughs> would be re-uploaded old episodes <laughs> and you changed your talking points to be like man i know that they're gonna be so good next year next gonna check the numbers and be like why did we only get three downloads our first couple episodes <laughs> and um, they were uploaded in 2023 well, when you update the audio file, um, it doesn't impact data. So uh, that's not what you said before. No, but I, I re-upload new episodes because I really don't yeah, want to hear Brandon's mom. He, uh, yeah, sometimes re- he pulls the episode down and re-uploads it. Well, if do I say that. something very out of pocket that'll make Brandon's mom uncomfortable, then I fully pull it and then I re-upload it with a proper sense. We appreciate that. Yes, thank you. I'm <laughs> a big family. family. Appreciate appreciates that. Um, um, yeah, like like the the aunt to Rudy Ooper, like like the one handed like little like NBA oh Street gosh, Game Breaker dude. thing, like. Allie and I's seats yesterday were like, like right on the basket. So we saw it and we just, we didn't even cheer. We just went. And, and Rudy's made just some breathing. like smart, it was like a he's made some like ball. smart passes this year. Every time he makes a good yeah, pass, I, I go, Tira and I are watching the game and I just go, Yum-O-Rama. And Tira goes, what? <laughs> okay. We got to talk about Yum-O-Rama. Everyone's tweeting it, Brandon. What have you done? A sudden that clue to my dad. What is My dad wants done? to file a trademark. Kevin Beck is going to be selling t-shirts. My dad's not on Twitter, but he will ask me on the phone sometime. He'll be like, did anyone tweet Yummo-Rama today? <laughs> I love it so much. What kind um, of meals? I want to know the context. What kind of meals would your mom Oh, it was make? anything. That was just what he just said to any meal, meal that tasted good. <laughs> if it was scrumptious, it was Yummo-Rama time. Oh, God. Uh Brandon, what's your number three? Um, number three, number three, and we've talked about this one a lot, so I think we can kind of breeze through this one. But the other one, I the thing I was concerned about coming in was rebounding, which sounds crazy because they're such a big team. But my concern was with Cat's ability to rebound as a power forward, paired with the guards being able to rebound. Like Cat's an elite rebounder as a center, we've seen that, but 
Last year in limited sample size, he wasn't like a super great rebounder as a power forward. And those skills are super different, right? As a center, you're kind of like eating up the middle of this of the floor. As a power forward, it's much more important to be really mobile and quick and like move laterally and stuff. Um, and Kat has adjusted to that. And he's been he's been really good on the glass. Um, Ant and Jaden have been way more intentional about that. Subbing in Mike Conley for D'Angelo Russell has been a huge Ooh, factor baby. on Massive. that. Um, and I saw this stat. Uh, our guy Kyle Tige posted this uh, last night. Um, they've played seven games and they have not been out rebounded in any of them. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and I think mm. part because Cat's not necessarily quick, but I think yeah, he has good instincts where he know he kind of knows where the ball is going, and he, he also has he doesn't have Rudy Gobert arms, but he has long arms, so he can just he's kind he yeah. just has a good good volume he takes up uh what's your number four and then number four um this is one that i think they still have some they still have some work to do like they they haven't fully checked this box but last night was a good step and it was just like the maturity factor it's like can this team be trusted to take the really really bad team seriously enough and bring a high level of energy every night and like take these games mm-hmm. seriously and and really lay one on those teams. And they did that last night. Like I tweeted this, that that game last night, we can learn just as much about this team from that game as we can the Denver and Boston games. You know, now we know they can hang with the big boys. They can, they can play with the best teams in the NBA. And they look at least now like they're a little more equipped to deal with success which was a mm-hmm. huge problem last year, right? If they just take care of business against the teams that finished below 500 last season, they would have been the four seed. Like, it, yeah. and not even like win all the games, just win like 60% of, of the games against the yeah. worst teams in the NBA. They would have run away with the four seed. Yeah, so I, what's up, Durf? I, I was just going to say, I, th- I think that's the biggest, I think honestly, that's the biggest shift is we've been able to hang with the good teams and it's the, historically we can't just put away the bad teams early. Yeah. And so, except that was beating the bad teams was why the 21, 22 season was so good. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a, kind of a myth kind of a about shift. that season was that they actually got blasted by a lot of the good teams that season. And they just absolutely kicked the bad teams asses every yeah. time they played them. They were, they, they were, they were the Luca Garza of the league, not good enough for the big boys, but way too good for the G league. So they live in this weird in between of just kicking, kicking you up. The, your, the, you shut your damn mouth. That's that's not, that's um, not an indictment of Luca Garza. I'm sorry. What's up? It, it, it actually is. Um, but nope. Um, put the howler away. <laughs> sorry. I love them. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. It's a good time. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> to this summarize. Is, this is another Nate. It's, it's a, a good solid, old time. Pretty good. Solid. Good. Uh. Um, all right. But like I said, I think this one is still an an open question. Like they've only really answered this question one time. I like. I want to see them do it consistently. But so far, so good. You can only play the games in front of you. And then I have one more thing that's not like on my list of skepticism things coming Ooh, in improv. to the season. Okay. Um, but my last thing is just like what I think is actually the biggest reason for optimism right now. Um, and we talked a lot about cat, but I think Carl Anthony towns as weird as it sounds as terrible as he's been. I think the biggest reason for optimism on this team is 
that they are this good and they've gotten next to nothing from Carl Anthony Towns. Like we can add all the caveats and stuff that we want, like the antics and like the ref stuff and the vibes and the offensive fouls and the turnovers. Those are all problems that, that Carl Anthony Towns has to fix, but he is going to score efficiently. Like he might not score at like Carl Anthony Towns, all world historic efficiency levels, but he is not going to shoot 25% from three and he's not going to shoot under 50% from two. That's just, that's not going to happen because Carl Anthony Towns is better than that. So the fact that they've been able to be as successful so far as they have without getting anything from him means that when that worm turns, like, they they're going to where do they even go like they continue to get better and so the thing like it really boils down to this it's like they can field a really good defensive lineup with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards as a part of it right yes and that's just too much offensive talent to put on the floor with the best defense in the league and not be really really good like the fact that you can have those two guys on the floor at the same time and be the best defense in the NBA, I, that's just that's a recipe for being amazing. And I feel like this is kind of a bit, but not. I think the throwback jerseys will unlock something in Cat because <laughs> he knows like they're hot and he's like a fashion guy. So I th- I feel like I really do think the classic edition jerseys will wake him up. And so the TLDR is. Crunch wears no pants as a unit. We are not on the trade cat train yet because it just it's been seven or seven games in. Yeah. Or whatever. And And he's been super important to what they do, even though he hasn't been good. Yeah, he's been good defensively. Like he's he's contributing on one end of the court. It's just the opposite that we're used to. Yeah, and he's also had pockets of scoring where, like, even in the Celtics game, he had like those, like those three or four possessions where, like, he just he just needed like a quick little mini cat burst. Like that was huge for the game, and it was on the floor. yeah, and like awesome. you said, and like you said too, like he's still being guarded like he's Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. So like Anthony Edwards was phenomenal in that Boston game. And I believe Anthony Edwards can do a lot of really cool things. The fact that he wasn't being guarded by Drew Holiday when Carl Anthony Towns yeah, was huge. on the floor helps a lot. Yeah, I dare any NBA team to put a scrub on cat. Please do is, it and find he out. is impacting the game of basketball. He's important. He's been important on sometimes both one time, one game, both ends of the court. <laughs> uh, but if he keeps up the defensive deformance performance, defensive performance and he figures out his shot, then he's amazing. I mean, yeah. like that's huge. I feel like and, it's a time and he bomb. might he's he's going to like yeah maybe he, he doesn't become will. maybe he doesn't get back to like I said like sixty five percent effective field goal percentage like second most efficient player in NBA history behind Stephen Curry level but mm-hmm. he's going to be efficient he's Carl Anthony Towns yeah and people like to point to like oh well he's playing power forward and last year we had such a small sample size and whatever but even if his position changes he still has that a ridiculous shooting ability and that's not that doesn't just go away because he's playing a four instead of the five it seems he's but, and like he just has so much too. He just has so much room. He has so much room to go down from the peak version of himself and still be really, really good offensively. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, agree, I agree with that. I will never be Pete Carl Anthony Towns in terms of offensive talent, but I could be Pete Carl Anthony Towns in terms of my own personal hygiene with Duke Cannon, baby. Is that a good time to segue? What a segue. I, 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 I have a thing I want to end with, but never mind. Can do that. Duke Cannon. No, you know what? Duke Cannon. Hold on to your horses. Dirt I'm going to hold them. Talk. I'm going to hold my uh, recently washed with Duke Cannon hair and body wash uh, horses. Oh, well, no, I, was, I was telling Duke Cannon to hold their horses, and I wanted oh, you to clear Oh, yeah. wow. Duke's on the back burner. All right. Um, I just wanted to play. I think I was a little late on this um, segment that I went back and found from last year oh on uh, October 13th. So I'm just going to play a little clip of, for you. Of, to the October 13th of 2022? Yep. Let me just... Yeah. And I've decided that Minnesota sports etiquette is just so sometimes it can be so in the middle. You're just like, I don't want to get my hopes up because it's going to get dashed and then I'm going to be down in the dumps. But here's the thing. Life is lived on, on either the end of that spectrum. You're trying. You got to live in those moments because that's the joy. Absorb the joy you can get. Don't just live in this little safe space. No, let's get high on this team. Yeah. We're going to win the NBA championship. <laughs> this I'm going to do it. I'm going to roll. So I, 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 I realized that I was referring to this year when i was doing that podcast and i just forgot in the moment that i, I was thinking it was talking about last season so i just want to clarify it was kind of like a loki time slipping situation exactly yeah no yeah, I, it, I thought it was i thought it was in the 23 this is what I'm trying, season it's a whole thing this is what i'm trying to do this ad read so i can go and watch the freaking finale duke cannon stop slipping through time with your nasty ass and put duke cannon all over your body okay stop being thoughtless about your grooming products it's 2023 bro time to get it right and use hard-working products for hard-working men i'm talking about minnesota's own duke cannon they got the amazing scents that make you feel and smell sexy rum bay yes sir buffalo trace lock in freaking naval diplomacy yep they got the shampoos Yeet. They got the big-ass brick of soap, which is a real product that you can buy online, and I think at Target as well. Uh, they got the thick body wash, our fave. I don't need to talk about that. We've been talking about it for a year and a half, and I'm going to keep talking about it because it's really the, uh, the offensively large lip balm? I was using this. this I've is, been applying that daily. This is great. It it's tastes offensive. good. I've been trying to like lick it, which you shouldn't <laughs> do that, but it's hydrating my lips, and I feel great about it. Uh, they got the deodorant. They got the offensively large uh What's it called? Cannon Balm 140. Is there SPF in here? Yeah, it's SPF. Protect your oh lips. Oh my guess we have 30. Your lips won't get sunburned at all. Nice. At all. Not at all. They got what you need. You can buy them at uh, DukeCannon.com or at Target. Okay, uh, guys, it's time to do a long forgotten bit. A bit that you <laughs> oh, no one forgot it. No, and everyone forgot about it, but it's time to bring it back. Timber Tales, baby. So if you I don't know if you guys are following the writer strike in Hollywood, but this is what they after this is what they were up against. This is what they were up against. And we are siding with <laughs> big business and artificial intelligence. We've been writing artificial intelligence scripts before it was even a a, 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 a cultural talking point. So we have prepared two more timber tales. Um just to see what happens. Um, I've color coded in the in the show sheet um, some things. I think Brandon will be the narrator because he's always a great narrator. So you're green. Um, Durf, do you Durf want to be tall Ru- so he could be Rudy Gobert? Yeah, you can be t- tall, and I will be blue. So the the being Rudy. The premise the of blue, this, I've I've seen, I've read a little ahead. The blue is the sentient, sentient croissant. croissant. <laughs> um, so the, this prompt was Rudy Gobert's darkness retreat and what he saw in his darkness retreat. This is courtesy of Brandon Beck. 
So this we're going to do this Timber This is the darkness retreat vision that turned yeah, Rudy Gobert's career we're, we're around. We're filling in the blanks for fans for why he turned his game around this season. Yeah. So this so, is okay. the reason. I need you guys to listen to Timber Tales and say, hey, guys, are you going to be hey, Brandon Durf and Jordan, that bit's still funny. Keep doing it. Or maybe you can go, hey, maybe that's just a thing you do when Chad GBT had less rules with what you could say. <laughs> <laughs> type into the. I'm gonna get banned from these AI websites, guys, because I'm typing in things and they do not like it. It takes. Do you, do you use? Do you use all like 23 credits of Bing AI for those Every, images daily? Daily. Daily. No, I'll be like, this is okay. I'm gonna let you guys in on my ChatGPT script writing secrets. I will do it first. I'll say, hey, write me. I think you should leave script about blah 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 blah, and then it spits it out. And I say, make it more unhinged and make the make the antagonist more. a fascist. And then it usually makes it really funny. But now you can't. You make you can't make fun of fascism because we lost Chat GPT to big business. Um, you can't make fun of fascism, which is really sad. That's too bad. That's too All bad. Right, we was, should we get this thing started? Dude. Yeah, we should. What are you doing? Making fun of fascism over here? Um, All, All right. right. Brandon, everybody in character. Off. Sure. Yeah. Let me just get taller here. How's this? Looks good, better, Rudy. Looks tall. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Intro. Darkness retreat cabin. Day. Rudy Gobert, garbed in Minnesota Timberwolves gear, cautiously tiptoes into the pitch black cabin nestled deep in the woods. The atmosphere is murky and foreboding, almost suffocating. This better work or else I'll be out a bunch of money for sitting in the dark. A peculiar figure emerges from the shadows, a sentient croissant precariously perched on a makeshift throne of made of sticks. Its flaky layers create a face that exudes an oddly intense aura. Gaze upon me, Rudy Gobert, lost in the abyss of a dreadful season. What the? What are you? I am the spectral crumb of lost potential. You, Monsieur, have from, has forsaken your buttery essence and your defense is flakier than my layers. Rudy squints, trying to fathom the talking pastry before him. I just had a rough season, that's all. A rough season, you say? Your game is toast, Rudy. Time to rediscover the buttery path to success. How do I do that? By taking a chaotic rump with ayahuasca, just like poor old Aaron Rodgers. Hold up. No way. Aaron Rodgers turned that turned to that stuff because he's done he, because he's alone. No family, no Achilles to stand on. Fine, fine. Let, let's speak your language. Remember a bug's life? Big hit in France. Like that little <laughs> bug believed in himself. He had no family either. No Achilles. Just determination to face giants. Oh, I see. Believe in myself like Flick. That's it. The croissant nods yes. fervently. Yes, exactly. Embrace your inner flick, Rudy. Stand tall. Face those giants with or without family drama. Rudy, now entirely unhinged, jumps up, tossing invisible croissants in the air. Absolutely. I'll be the flick of defenses. No Woo. family, no problem. I'm ready to tackle giants, Woo. baby. The sentient croissant applauds as Rudy makes a chaotic exit from the darkness retreat, hyped and determined to reclaim his defensive prowess. Exit Woods Day. Rudy storms out of the cabin, energetically charging back to the court. I'm coming for you, giants. I'll defend like Flick without family or Achilles. Wow. Fade so, out. That's a... Uh... That's what happens in the darkness <laughs> retreat. How often have you Who asked knew? it about a bug's life, Jess? So <laughs> many times.
so many times. I was I, I, I uploaded the entire script just for it to have quotes. I didn't even use any quotes. Um, Wait, is this where the fascism comes in? Because it's bug, Bugs Life. That's actually socialism and communism. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't. I got my geopolitical issues uh, yeah. or uh, standards wrong. A Bugs Life is a is a is a seminal leftist flick. And I've like, I when I, nice. Uh, whenever I went to my dad's house, we'd watch it because when you're a divorced parent, apparently you just latch onto like one movie and show it to your kid, and they love it. That's what happened. It was Aristocats and a Bug's Life, and I watched a Bug's Life and go, I see why I believe what I, what I believe nowadays. <laughs> you were indoctrinated um, at a young age. Um, so that was Timber Tales. I have one more Timber Tales if you guys want to do them, or we can just move on to our wow. Is this next one? Oh, let's it's do it. About Rudy it's Gobert quick. again. Yes, it is about Rudy Gobert. This is an old one from last season. We didn't do a cat one. We did not do a cat one because I, I couldn't spit out a funny one, but I did find this one from last season that never got done. So we could do this one as well. All right. All right. Let's do it. Are we doing this same, doing the same, same roles? That's the same ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The title of this one is Wild Wolves and Wacky Reporters. The sketch begins with a group of Minnesota Timberwolves players standing in a locker room discussing their upcoming game. All right, guys, we got to focus on tonight's game. We can't let loose. We can't let those Lakers get the best of us. As they're talking, a reporter bursts into the room holding a microphone and a notepad. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have a very important question for you guys. What's up? Why aren't you doing anything to stop the wild wolf attacks in Duluth? The players look at each other in confusion. Uh, what? You heard me. Wolves are attacking innocent people, and you guys are just sitting here playing basketball. Don't you care about your community? Uh, were basketball players not wolf hunters? That's no excuse. You should be using your platform to bring attention to this issue and demand action. Look, we're just trying to play basketball and win games. We're not experts on wolf attacks. That's a cop-out. You have a responsibility to your fans and to the people of Minnesota to use your voice for good. All right, all right, that's enough. We have a game to prepare for. Fine, ignore the real issues, just like you ignore the fact that Pokemon aren't real. (laughs) The players exchange confused glances as the reporter storms out of the room. Cut to the reporter outside the locker room, muttering to herself. These these basketball players are so selfish. They don't care about anything except their stupid game. Their stupid game. And don't get me started on those damn Pokemon. They're a threat to our society. Mark my mark my words. As the camera zooms out, we see a giant fascist symbol tattooed on the reporter's arm, revealing her true intentions. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the old chat GPT smack, dude. Okay. The reporter has a good I point was- though. If there's if Pokemon are real, that is a real issue and threat to society. <laughs> we were reading that one and like getting to the end, and I was like, "Why did Jelly pick this one? It's not funny at all." And nothing could have prepared me for the last four lines. <laughs> Fine, oh. ignore the wolf attacks. Like you ignore the fact that Pokemon are real. <laughs> It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. So that's what um that's what the writers in Hollywood were trying to prevent. So if you are pro this bit, you are actually a scab. On the right side of history. Well, <laughs> oh, oh. so uh, let us know if Timbertail should come back or if we should put it back to rest at no pants crunch. Before we get into random wolf of the week, unless we have anything else we want to say about Timbertails. I don't think so. We have no, nothing, I, that's I that's I didn't it. Prepare anything. So wait, hang on. 
<laughs> Let's talk about it. The reporter was a fascist the whole time. What does that Pokemon have to do with that? I don't know. It's for the. It's for. Why was that the bigger issue? Like, why did she lead with the the wolves thing? If Pokemon are the largest issue, she doesn't deal with. Sometimes in literature, like sometimes the reader's mind is as important as the author's. You know what I mean? Um, It's like those. It's like those. Those like Instagram videos where it's like nothing could have prepared me for the end of this video. Nothing could prepare me for uh, Minnesota's very own lamb chops and their quality garments. I'm rocking the heavy hoodies that I'm always talking about right now. Um, uh, Their motto, lamb chops' motto is to cut the bad and leave the good. It's why their logo is a butcher's knife and their new collection is dropping on 1124. Uh, They have a hoodie with that mantra on the back written in, drumroll, puff paint. They're using puff paint in their next design. Ooh. Do you guys remember like the high school days, like the like the really crappy puff paint like hoodies that you uh, get like, for the like homecoming? Store? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not that. This is gonna be like, high quality puff paint. Uh, Jordan's been tweeting. Jordan Dye, the founder, has been tweeting uh, some images of it. It's like a dark charcoal, really cool lettering. So make sure you follow uh, Lamb Chops so you can know when these new drops are coming. You get a sneak peek at the drops. Um, they also do flash sales at SG Lamb Chops. Um, whether you need some hoodies, shirts, chains, make sure you get that from a local company with a positive message at SG Lamb Chops on socials and SGLambchops.com for the shop. It's time for Random, Random, Random Wolf, Wolf of the, of the Week. week. Our our wow. wow. So our, it's uh, uh, wow. my fun turn fact. today. What's up? What there's fun a fun fact, fact? When I listened back to the first two episodes, we called it Who's That Wolf? <laughs> Not Random Wolf of the Week. Yeah, whatever. Who's that wolf sucks? <laughs> I don't even use Beck, the. Imp- Beck, you were the first one to call it that. We, Jordan and I both said, "Who's that wolf?" And you were like, "Random wolf of the week." So you get credit for the. Yeah, random words. wolf of the week is Thank way you. better. You can um, you can trademark that like your dad trademarked Yomo Rama. <laughs> it's not as good as Yomo Rama. It's no, not, not, but it's all. impactful still. Happy I birthday. feel bad for our for our voice. Lady. Yum! Oh, random wolf of the <laughs> yes. week. Yes. Our, vo- our, our voice lady, I forgot her name, but she's on Fiverr. She did a really good job. Um, she cut so many options for us, and I've only used three of her three of her things. we got to make some new imaging for the show. But uh, today, it's my turn to do Random Wolf of the Week, and I am proud to, to admit that I made all these clues by myself. There's I'm no proof. So proud of you. That's exciting. Well, after after ChatGPT delivered, just so, so like it took 80 tries to get a good script. I'm like, all right, this shit's done. It's cooked. It's over. <laughs> it's like ChatGPT is this, cooked. This former wolf has a fascist tattoo. <laughs> this former wolf knows Pokemon are real. <laughs> that's real. That lives with us here on Earth. That's, that's real. gonna kill me. That's, that, that lives with us on Earth. Earth. <laughs> all right, Chloe. Uh, we get our first guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shabazz right. Mohammed. I wish um, throughout his NBA career, he Definitely played for several teams, including the Charlotte Hornets, Miami Heat, Cleveland Cavaliers, Boston Celtics, Minnesota Timberwolves and Los Angeles Clippers. That's who that person played for. He's real. He lives with us here on Earth. That's a lot of teams. Um, can you can you say them one more time? Charlotte Hornets, Miami Heat, Cleveland Cavaliers, Boston Celtics, Minnesota Timberwolves and Los Angeles click, 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 Clippers. Um, I want to say like tripping me up. I want to say like James Johnson. I want to say you can go, but I was gonna say Gomes, but no, no. Oh, Ryan Gomes might be a better. No, I think he only played for the Celtics, Wolves, and Clippers. Yeah, he didn't play for. No, he did play for Miami. Did he? What's your guess? I think Ryan Gomes is a better guess. 
Ryan it's Gomes. Not, it's not Ryan Gomes. Uh, this person played in the NBA from 98 to 2010. So kind of Ryan Gomes era. 20, 98, 98 to 2010. 2010. 1898 to 2010 is when he played in the NBA. 1898. <laughs> this guy was old. Holy. <laughs> um, you were worried about his 31-year-old season. He was I worried bet, about his 91-year-old season. He was doing great, though. I bet he played with us in the tail end of his career because that seems like that seems like that's... yeah. Is that was the teams that you gave us? Was that the order he played for those teams? I think so. So he finished with the Clippers. Yes, um, that was the order of which it happened. No, that's. I was gonna say Luke Richard Mute, but he also no, he played was, for the Rockets, been, and that would have been in the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Duh. That's the good tail end of the career. Long career, um, long-ish, 12 years. Um, I'm just going to yeah, say throw Terrell Brandon. I love Terrell Brandon, but no. Um, he gained attention, both positive and negative, for a notorious play where he intentionally missed a shot at the wrong basket. And it's Ricky Davis. It's Ricky nice. Davis, baby. <laughs> I love that. That was like a sports center like, lead-in. Like, Ricky Davis pulls an unhinged bit that's, <laughs> that really soiled the game of basketball. He missed a shot on purpose to get a triple-double. Legendary. Yeah, yeah, I was then, like, that's my guy. That's my guy. And then Bob Sura did it the next week. Remember Bob Sura? No. I don't remember Bob. Don't, you don't remember Bob that? Sura? He was no. a white man that played for the Rockets. Um, and I, I used to a white not man, I, uh, a white, white man. man. <laughs> Typical, <laughs> typical. Uh, Ricky Davis, my Great guy. Man. And so my, uh, my fourth clue was going to be he notably achieved his career best scoring season in 2000, 2003, averaging 20 points per game. And then clue number five was meets us. Paul Lambert hates him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would have helped Davis. me, but that was a good clue. We'll be down Wally Zerbiak, Wally Zerbiak for Ricky Davis and Mark Blunt. Not a bad legendary. Trade. Not a bad trade at all. Um, well, thank you for rocking with Crunch Wears No Pants. This was a fun and insightful episode. I think we really were focused the whole time. Uh, the wolves are so back. And the wolves are back. Um, we love you guys so much. Thank you for rocking with us. Make sure you subscribe to us on all social channels at No Pants Crunch. Uh, make sure you leave us a review. Five stars are one stars. No twos, no threes, no fours. We're going to say something, stand on something. And what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. If you're driving fast in a residential air- neighborhood, guess what? Get fucked. Okay, see ya. Bye. And don't forget, Bye. the Minnesota Timberwolves have an accurate 20% chance of winning the NBA Finals. Yes, Nothing wrong with those statistics. Sir. Totally accurate. I'm not paralyzed. 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 I'm not paralyzed.